हेलो स्टूडेंट्स वेलकम टू स्टडी आई क्यूज इनिशिएटिव द पॉडकास्ट इन टूडेज एपिसोड वी आर गोइंग टू डिस्कस अबाउट ओरिजिनल जूरिस्डिक्शन सर फर्स्ट थिंग्स फर्स्ट कैन यू डिस्क्राइब सम कॉन्स्टिट्यूशनल प्रोविजन रिलेटेड टू ओरिजिनल जूरिस्डिक्शन इंडियन कॉन्स्टिट्यूशन आर्टिकल वन हंड्रेड एंड थर्टी वन स्टेट अबाउट ओरिजिनल जूरिस्डिक्शन इन विच द सुप्रीम कोर्ट एज अ फेडरल कोर्ट ऑफ इंडिया प्रोजेसिस ओरिजिनल जूरिस्डिक्शन to decide the disputes arising between different units of indian federation like between center or center or any other states or dispute arising from two states in between there is one thing to be noted that in the prior situations which i have mentioned in those cases the supreme court has exclusive original jurisdiction which means that no other court in the country can decide such disputes either and Supreme Court has the power to hear such disputes in the first instance and not by the way of appeal. However, there are more few points I would like to address. The first is that the dispute, such disputes which I have already discussed, must involve a question of law or in fact on which the existence of legal right depends. Thus, the question of political nature are not included from this. That means if the two states or the state and center are fighting due to some political issue then such issues will not be taken up under article 131 to the supreme court next point is that any suit brought before the supreme court by a private citizen against the center and state cannot be entertained under this article that means you and me cannot go to the supreme court and say that the dispute between center and state should be resolved this petition of mine or yours will not be entertained by the supreme court also the provisions mentioned in the article are subject to other provisions of the constitution that means if the remedy to that issue which has been coming up have a remedy in other article in our constitution then this article will not be available for such disputes for example in case of water dispute between two or more states the remedy to such conflicts is already mentioned under article 262 of our constitution and that's why such disputes cannot be taken up under article 131 for original jurisdiction of supreme court sir when we study original jurisdiction we often get confused between article 256 and article 365 so can you explain the differences between these articles in simple words basically article 256 of constitution states that the executive power of every state must ensure compliance with the law made by the parliament that is why we can see when kerala had said in its suit that under caa which is citizens amendment act it would be compelled to comply with its provision because of article 256 kerala considers caa to be arbitrary unreasonable irrational and violative of the fundamental rights it does not follow the same however if it does not follow the same the repercussion could be seen in the form of article 365 where center have an authority for non compliance of the central rule or parliament form legislation by any state in the other context of article 365 in case of failure to comply with or to give effect to directions given by the union the president is empowered to make a decision thinking that a situation has arisen in which the government of the state cannot be carried on in accordance with the provisions of this constitution 
hence the president's rule could be enacted so this is the basic difference between article 256 and article 365 sir next question which arises is question of legality can a state challenge a central law under article 131 as we have already seen in the case of kerala where it filed petition the questioning of legality arises as a kerala claims that citizenship amendment act is violative of fundamental rights now the supreme court has to decide number 1 if a state can claim that its legal right are violated and also what are those legal rights which have been violated however in the west bengal government's case in 2017 the supreme court proclaimed that the state governments cannot ask for any remedy related to fundamental rights these cases filed under article 32 of the constitution challenging the validity of aadhar act which was passed under the name of money bill the court also held that fundamental rights are available to individuals and citizens or non citizens against the state under article 32 and article 226 and not to the state entities similar petitions can be seen when chandigarh government also recently filed a suit in supreme court under article 131 against the national investigation agency nia act 2008 claiming that the police and public order are the state subjects and states have the ultimate authority to make laws related to it nia act 2008 takes away the state's power to investigate offenses categorized as scheduled offenses under the act though they are within the state jurisdiction and that is why the conflict arises and this conflict have been taken through the article 131 the west bengal government also earlier filed a case with regard to the rights in mines in the next case also the west bengal government earlier filed a case with regard to rights in mines in coal bearing areas against the central law whereas coal burning areas acquisition and development act 1957 was questioned under article 131 the state claimed that the act did not apply to lands vested in or owned by the state government and even if it applied to such lands the act was beyond the legislative competence of the parliament as the land is a subject of state government in the year 1962 the supreme court entertained the west bengal petition under article 131 as the state had legal rights in this case however it also upheld the central law sir in terms of this issue do we see any conflicting judgment given by supreme court there have been two conflicting judgments given by the supreme court on whether a state can file an original suit under article 131 to challenge the constitutionality of central law in the state of madhya pradesh versus union of india 2011 case the issue dealing with electricity was raised and court held that the state cannot challenge a central law under article 131 however in the state of jharkhand versus state of bihar case 2015 the supreme court took the opposite stance and referred the question of law to larger bench for final determination sir now we are eager to understand that can supreme court test the validity of a law under article 131 as per the legislative competence a law must be challenged in the court if it is in excess of the legislative competence of the framing authority competence can be checked by checking the subject matter of the law form part of which the three list and 
has the competent authority framed the law on the matter these are the components which will be taken in consideration the next test for validity is that the violation of rights so the court can check whether a particular law violates which kind of rights whether fundamental or constitutional kerala petition is about violation of fundamental rights and not about the legislative competence of the parliament had the law been filed by any individual for the violation of their fundamental rights the supreme court would looked into the legality of the issue rather state is claiming that the fundamental right is being violated and not an any individual approaching towards supreme court under writ petition that is why it is a matter of question whether supreme court will accept it or not the third litmus test for validity is violation of constitution the court can test a law if it is a ultra virus in the constitution in this regard there are following doctrines which have been evolved by the supreme court over a period of time to understand whether any law or any petition violating of constitution or not the first doctrine is doctrine of basic structure the doctrine of basic structure signifies the basic features of constitution which cannot be changed or amended as they form the foundation of our constitution on which its core principle and existence stands the second doctrine is doctrine of pith and substance pith means true nature or essence of something and substance means the most important or essential part of something the doctrine of pith and substance says that whether the question arises of determining whether a particular law relates to a particular subject the court looks for the substance of the matter thus if the substance falls within union list then the incidental encroachment by the central law on the subject mentioned in the central list does not make it invalid thus if the substance falls within union list then the incidental encroachment by the central law on the subject mentioned in the state list does not make it invalid the next doctrine is doctrine of colorable legislation the liberal meaning of colorable legislation is that under the color or appearance of the power conferred for one particular purpose the legislature cannot seek to achieve some other purposes which it is otherwise not competent to legislate on it comes into play when a legislature does not possess the power to make laws upon a particular subject however it indirectly makes law on it for example under the guise of exercising a legislative power if an attempt is made to exercise judicial power then this would imply a covert attempt to overcome one of the limitations imposed on the legislation by the constitution that is why the colorable legislation comes into picture sir can you throw some light on way forwards or solutions which will also help us in mains answer writing as well in terms of original jurisdiction there are some way forwards to be remember when you are writing an answer the first point is that politically motivated pleas must be abandoned and must not be entertained by the supreme court the next point is related to nia niti ayog in its report submitted in 2017 suggested for the creation of a list enumerating the federal crimes and the list crimes must only be investigated by nia or cbi this will give a clarity whether nia play its role and when the state police have to play its role the parliament must ensure the implementation of these recommendations as this will eliminate the confusion between the state police jurisdiction over the cases and laws and what is the nia's jurisdiction the next point of way forward is representatives of the state must speak up 
in the parliament when the laws are being framed and passed rather than making hue and cry later so the role of rajya sabha plays very critical role in this scenario of legislation the next way forward is federalism is a two way street both the parties to it must respect the boundaries or lakshman rekha of one another that has been drawn by the constitution the state must restrain themselves while defying the implementation of central laws if done it might lead to the breakdown of constitutional machinery like in the case of motor vehicle amendment act 2019 the subject matter and provisions of which falls under list 3 of the 7th schedule both parliament and state legislature can form a law that is why state cannot overrightly reject the framed central law by not implementing its provisions hence the states are bound to implement the central laws until and unless they are declared as void and unconstitutional by the higher courts of the country sir thank you for giving us the information dear listeners it is time to pull the strings down for this episode of the podcast in the next episode we will begin our discussion from another topic so stay connected with study iq and keep studying You can listen to Study IQ presents the podcast on all the audio streaming platforms like Spotify, Hubhopper, Apple Podcast etc. Thank you for listening.